This podcast is very proudly brought to you by my new book, From Peasants Food to Superfoods. This book is based on cooking for the entire family and it guides cooks from all experiences on how to integrate healthy foods into everyday life. I know it's easy to stick to the same old things every week with a family to feed and a budget to stick to, but eating nutritious and delicious food every night is achievable and affordable. Learning how to use, prepare, and incorporate new and old ingredients into tasty and exciting food is what I love doing. So I have put this book together. It's over 300 pages. There's over 100 simple, nutritious recipes, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, desserts. Most of it's gluten-free, dairy-free. It's very gut-healing, very anti-inflammatory, and I hope that you will love it as much as I have, putting it together and (laughs) bringing it to life. So if you would like to check it out, learn more, or order it, jump online at www.mgherbs.com.au. And thanks for bringing us the podcast today. You're listening to Melissa Gearing, the Naked Naturopath. Mel is a qualified naturopath, herbalist, and nutritionist. She can't wait to share her thoughts on all things health and wellness with you. Welcome back to the Naked Naturopath, everyone. Today on the podcast, I have a fellow wellness couch podcaster, the founder of Primal Alternative and a health coach, Helen Marshall. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you on. Thank you, Mel. It's really cool to be here. It's so nice to have a chat to, um, like I said, a fellow podcaster because you're usually really easy to talk to and we've just chatted for, what, half an hour before I hit record. (laughs) Whoops. We said all the good stuff already. I know. We should have hit record and then I just could have jammed it all together, but no. It's um, it's a pleasure to have you here. For those who don't know about Primal Alternative, it's, um, it's such a cool thing that you're doing. I understand that you came, yeah, it's great. Um, Like as far as I understand, you came to um, create Primal Alternative as a business because of your own health crisis, Um, but what it's based on is eating primal. So can we start with you telling me a little bit about you and what eating primal is essentially and how you came to it? Sure, can. Well, I am really motivated to be healthy. Um, um, So I was a gym instructor and aerobics teacher from the age of 14. So showing my age a bit. Um, (laughs) And I followed conventional wisdom around what it was to be healthy, which involved um, eating a low-fat, high-carbohydrate diet and exercising a lot. There was a lot of chronic cardio. So we're talking, you know, like maybe 10 aerobics in your high intensity classes some weeks. And um, I'm from the Northeast as well of England and, and not even just being from the Northeast of England, but in general, you know, as a society, we've got a very high work ethic. There's, there's a, a, you know, not a lot of, um, well, it's changing now, now that we're becoming more mindful and aware, but there isn't really a lot of emphasis on resting and being, you know, mm. it's all very much emphasis on doing jobs yeah. and getting on with it. So yeah, that's not really the best combination for vibrant health. Mm. And looking back, I can see you could put some, um, join some dots together. Like, you know, I had really bad acne, um, in my late teens and was taking oxytetracycline, which as you'll know, Mel is a 
really strong um, antibacterial mm. antibiotic to kill the bacteria on my skin. Wow. But, of course, it was um, annihilating my gut flora Killing as everything. well, yeah. unbeknownst to me. Yeah, and um, I just had all sorts of uh, mild but niggling symptoms that um, weren't severe enough for it to be any, you know, there was no like hardcore autoimmune disease or anything like that, but I couldn't poo. I really struggled to, to go to sleep. Um, I was super anxious. I felt like, mm. you know, when you've had too many coffees and you just got that <gasps> feeling yeah, like wired. you're just on edge and yeah, yeah, wired, but yeah. so wired, but so tired, but couldn't sleep. Mm. And um, I just didn't have that peaceful feeling inside. And I was just like, really like, oh my God, just had to sort of be on the go just to kind of avoid that anxious feeling. Mm. Um, so that was kind of, you know, but on the, on the outside, I was, you know, functioning, working, getting married, had two kids. And I really think that the, um, you know, I was really lucky to fall pregnant actually when I look back and I had a breeze of a pregnancy with my two <laughs> kids and had home births and oh, yeah. breastfed, cussed, like did all the things that I wanted to do, yeah. thankfully. But I think that uh, cumulative effect of, you know, growing a baby, nursing a baby, broken sleep, I mean, yeah. you know, all very well what yes. that's like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Being a mama yourself. <laughs> Um, and I just really think that that kind of just tipped me over the edge. And so, um, and, and so, I, yeah, I just got into this, this space where um, I became afraid of flying. So I didn't go anywhere for 10 years. And you can probably tell from my accent, I'm not from Australia. I'm from, from England. And yeah. um, so I've traveled to get here and flown around the world and actually love flying. But, um, yeah, my world's got super, super small Um I was obsessed. I had phobias around the kids getting in sick. Like I just couldn't stop thinking about that. Mm. Um, and really my world was all I could handle was the laundry. Like, and I felt overwhelmed with that. And what was I going to do for dinner? Like I couldn't believe I had to do that again tonight. That was where I was at. And wow. and I was obsessing on the couch one night, but, you know, sharing all my dark thoughts with my gorgeous husband. <laughs> and he said, oh. Because I just want you to get better, eh? Like, what, what is all this? Like, I just don't like seeing you like this. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, I think I really need to go. Because I'd been to see the doctor and the doctor had done all the usual tests and yep. said, look, I might have IBS, um, but there's no drug for that mm. and probably a bit depressed. So she sent me off to see a um, psychologist who basically said uh, I was fine, but was could probably do a bit of a break from the kids and take some time out for me, which I just thought was terrible. And how could she possibly suggest such a thing? <laughs> <laughs> and continued on. And um, I, I just said to my husband, look, I think I need to go and see a naturopath. Um, but I know she's only going to tell me to go gluten-free. And this was like just absolutely out of the blue. It was like a bolt of intuition came through. Mm, that light bulb. And so I just decided I was going to go. Yeah, it was just like... I'd Oh yeah, like it was like a light bulb. That's that's what I need to do. So I'm really motivated. Like I said, so I was like, this I've got this, I've got this. So I went to the supermarket <laughs> the next day, gluten free pasta, gluten free bread, did all the the gluten free swaps, yep. and was so disappointed. Now don't get me wrong, like there's better breads out there now. Definitely yep. Yep. some good gluten free breads on the market, but the one that I got was so disappointing. <laughs> and then I just started to notice gluten was everywhere. Yeah. Like it was it was in my um, low-fat ice cream that I used to eat every night. Like what was it doing Yay. in there? Like 
yeah, gluten doesn't belong in ice cream. That's what crazy. the hell? And I put it on Facebook that I was going to go gluten-free so I could kind of have some accountability and get some ideas of what the hell to eat. Yeah. And one of my friends suggested paleo to me. So um, so I thought, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. So I thought I'll give this paleo thing a nudge. And it wasn't long before I came along um, Mark Sisson of the Primal Blueprint mm-hmm. And um, essentially, eating primal is eating plants and animals. Um, so, you know, we'd be looking at no, no grains, no industrial seed oils, and really cutting back on sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's how primal eating is. And, yeah, meat and three veg. How hard can it be? So it sounds like you had, uh, you know, like a bit of a leaky gut, a poor gut bacteria situation, maybe even a bit of like adrenal fatigue, adrenal burnout, and then you've had your bubbers and obviously having a baby takes a huge nutritional toll on your body but also that huge emotional toll. Uh, And so to do this change would have been massive, you know, massive. How long did it take you to start feeling better? Well, it was ironic because um, how I was feeling intensified in the first five yeah. days because, yeah. like, I didn't realize, but I was having a massive detox. Yeah. It was like my body yeah. had gone, thank God, she stopped eating gluten. Now we can get rid of all of the stuff, I don't know, whatever it had to get rid of yeah, out of my name. system. And I was like, why do I feel so? I feel more sick than ever. So nausea, yeah. I forgot to add there, yeah. in my list of, um, my shopping list of awfulness, oh. nausea, like I felt, I was had chronic nausea. I felt like I was going to vomit all the time. Yeah, like right. I didn't. Just that that horrible like travel sickness feeling all yeah. the time. Yeah. It was really bad. And you're right, I did have leaky gut and I had SIBO right. as well. So. Yeah. So small That's how that looked for me in my life. Overgrowth. And adrenal fatigue. Yep. <laughs> yes, so that classic picture. All things. That classic picture from eating from the food pyramid. Well, that's it. Yeah. And could you imagine how toxic I was? Like I was doing um, probably like three like poos the size of your like your middle finger a week. That was it. Oh, man. Yeah. So things just weren't very mm. happy. And if your gut is not happy, we know that your mind cannot be happy. Um, they're so, you know, linked, linked up. But that reaction you had, it's called a um, Hertzheimer's reaction and we call it like a healing crisis um, when when we talk about it in terms of naturopathy. So your body goes through that so much worse before it gets better phase, especially if there are toxins building up or have been building up for years, essentially. Mm, it was awful. And, um, you know, it's like, oh, maybe I need to eat bread again because mm. – um, this is worse. We were doing it wrong. Like <laughs> this is worse than it was before. But literally, after about five days, I popped out of the other side yeah, of okay. you know the, the, the conventional food pyramid, and I was just like, "Oh my goodness! Like this is amazing." It was like somebody had lifted a veil now, like yeah. in terms of my brain fog, my aches and pains, the nausea, and the nausea came and went a little bit. Like so, if I overdid it a bit or got a bit tired the nausea would come back mm-hmm. and then that was the same for about six to eight weeks and then it went completely and then so we're, we're talking like I think it's now five years that I've lived this way and I really did think that I was just going to do this detox you know this paleo six week whole 30 kind of thing mm-hmm. um and then go back to Helga's bread and you know all of the whole healthy whole grain cereals yeah. that I lived on because yeah. that's what I needed to do to make me have a poo right it didn't work mm. so so, but I knew at that point, I was like, I'm never going back to eating that. Like, this feels so good. And it has continued to. And my 
my health has continued to improve, my life has continued to improve. And yeah, and just really expanded my entire possibility. I mean, from what I'm doing now to that woman five years ago who was stressed out with a load of laundry Mm. is phenomenal. There's a very inspiring story that I love to share because no matter where you're at, you know, in your listeners and and their health, like there really is hope. You can do so much Mm. just with a good naturopath and, you know, some diet and lifestyle changes. That's awesome. So awesome. Mm. So true. Um, So lots of people, Mm. they get like a bit nervous because there's so much controversy around paleo, I guess. But like some of the stuff I'm reading, like paleos ate acorns. They weren't grain free. And I'm like, that is so far beyond the point of (laughs) this dietary change. You've just taken it so far beyond the point. So we're talking about just eating whole real foods, Um, the JERF movement, just eat real foods, uh, and like looking at a food and thinking, is that how that food should be? Is that how that food, you know, um, is it how that food came? So some of the low fat stuff you've mentioned, that has to go through processing. And not only does it lose its beautiful fat component, so it loses its ability to mm. stabilize your blood sugar levels, satiate you, uh, wake up your feedback mechanisms in your body, but it also loses a lot of its um, vitamins and minerals. Like you take the fat out of milk, you lose your vitamin D. And we know that Australia has a vitamin mm. D crisis right now. Um, so tell me some of the foods that, like, what are the foods you eat? You said meat and veg, um, but like day to day people are like, oh, well, I can't have meat or veg for breakfast. Um, even though I do, uh, you can, but tell me, give us an idea of, you know, what you eat like day to day. Yeah, sure. I love that. And I love, I love asking what other people eat. What do you eat? What do you yeah. eat? Um, so some, you know, so for me, like breakfast is, um, you know, sometimes it's just a, um, a shot of black coffee if I'm not feeling particularly hungry. Yeah. Um, and you know, so some days I don't have any food mm-hmm. for breakfast is what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's okay. And then other days it might be a slice of um, our fruit toast or um, some poached eggs on toast. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, I do like our products. Um, and then other days, you know, I might make some grain-free pancakes. That sometimes can be a bit of a Sunday treat with some, you know, seasonal fruit. And a little bit of maple syrup can be delicious. Lunch is usually leftovers from dinner with a few extra veggies mm-hmm. or I love making a big salad bowl out of some leaves from the veggie patch, um, some nice dressing, beautiful olive oil or avocado oil, hemp seeds, and then just whatever, like, yeah, whatever's rolling around in the fridge, you know, a bit of beetroot, bit yeah. of, maybe a bit of cheese, maybe a tin of tuna on top or some leftover meat from dinner. Um, and then I usually like to have a, a smoothie. I love my chocolate smoothies, so they're just made with raw cacao. Um, it's got some good nourishing uh, gelatin in there, um, some beautiful blueberries, which is really good for my particular gut flora, mm. maybe a bit of banana, some spirulina. So it's a bit of a – it feels like a treat, but it's a big nutrient-dense mm, yeah. um Smackdown, which is delicious. And then dinner is, well, last night we had pad thai with kelp noodles. The night before that we had butter chicken with paleo naan breads. Tonight we're having shepherd's pie. I mean, these are the sorts of things I grew up on. They're just – we just we're just tweaking them. Yeah. Um, so instead of just a normal mash, well, I would eat normal mash to be honest, but this one's got sweet potato mash on it. Beautiful. Um, Yeah, I mean, how easy is that? Just normal – 
delicious foods that I enjoy so much more than all bran and skimmed milk. milk. (laughs) (laughs) These, the foods that you're naming, I love that you're really making um, my point and a point that a lot of nutritionists are trying to to make and teach people and that is that this is just real food um it's whole food it's beautiful Mm. food it's normal food it's food that you did grow up on um you know like having bread having eggs and bread that's all we're asking people to do it's just changing the type of bread that they have right um yeah maybe uh, some people are still cooking their eggs in like canola oil or something just swap it to olive oil just cook it in butter whatever it might be we can just make these little tweaks to the diet so that it serves you so much better and yours sounds incredibly nutritional dense which is amazing that's what we want Mm. and just the simple things like instead of buying the caged eggs from the supermarket the old cheap ones Mm. you know get some beautiful free-range eggs or like we do we just we got a few chooks we give them all of our scraps from the kitchen they give us fresh eggs every day and that's a good swap I like that (laughs) I, I can't believe those cage eggs are still in the supermarket like who is buying them I I don't ever see anyone yeah. buying them. Honestly, like I go and you know you wait and people like nobody's buying them. <laughs> I don't understand why mm. they're still there. Which is good because I didn't know any. I didn't know any better. Like I did not know. Yeah, um, right, right. that, that was yeah, so yeah. bad. No, like I totally get that. I just even just the word cage on there. I'm like, I don't want to buy it if they've been in the cage. Like, <laughs> no, babies. Yes. I know. Um, so tell me a little bit more about Primal Alternative because you mentioned you love your products, you're using the bread, there's a fruit toast, which I think everyone needs to know about. And, and what I want to, um, you know, you know, what I want to tell the listeners is that it's, it's a really cool business. It's quite a unique business. Not only are you advocating for women, women in particular, um, do you have any men? Not yet. Not yet. We're still waiting. So women to live their best <laughs> life in terms of their health, but you've also created an opportunity for them to like become entrepreneurs in their own right. Um, can you tell us about your Primalistas? Is that how you say it? Primalista? Primalista? Well, they, that's how they say it in America. They say Primalisters, yeah. <laughs> um, but in Australia we don't that's so cute. You primal Easters. My husband's um, always going off at me. I do too. actually have an yeah. American primal Easter, <laughs> which is very exciting. So she she just came on board um, last term, and it's she she actually Rashonda. She's called. She's amazing. She's a primal health coach like me, and um, she's actually a franchisor. So she had her own franchise in the US called Popcorn Heaven. Cool. Um, but obviously then she went primal yeah. and she couldn't, she wasn't aligned with the popcorn business mm. anymore because she didn't stop eating popcorn. Yeah. And then she saw, because um, Mark Sisson uses me as an example of uh, success mm-hmm. uh, in his primal health coach webinars and she saw me on there and uh, got in touch. And so, yeah, awesome. primal alternatives in America. Well, it's, it's awesome. It's just I love that synchronicity, divine timing. When you, I think, you know, a wonderful byproduct or added bonus of feeling this way, like not only do you feel amazing, you have great sleep, you have a poo, and we all know how great that feels. <laughs> yes. You know, like, let's, let's be real. Like, oh, you know, yeah. your, your cycle's good. You haven't got any pain. You get your period. You go, oh, there's my period. Yeah. And that's good. None of this, you know. Anyway, so, so life's all right. good. And then... You just become, I don't know. Well, like, you're you just start to have this. other good stuff then. You've got, yeah. To, yeah, you've got you, you just, when, when you feel this good, yeah. the universe can't help but match your yeah. vibration and, and, and send you 
good stuff your way. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that's just so fun about this whole cleaning up your act, you know, like it's not just about losing weight or feeling better. It's about improving your whole human experience, mm. which just blows my mind. Like it's so cool. So anyway, so to answer your, <laughs> so to answer your question great. now, um, as soon as I felt better, I was blogging about it because I just felt this like absolutely compelling desire to share this information because, you know, I didn't know anything about this five years ago. And if I could just help one other woman, you know, feel like I was Mm. feeling, then my job was done, you know? So, um, so I qualified as a primal health coach with Mark Sisson's, um, Primal Health Coach Institute, which is a great course for anybody who wants to coach and help other people, but doesn't necessarily want to go back to uni. Like it's just the basics. You're never going to be able to, you know, make up herbal tonics for anybody or anything like that, but you can help people get the basics nailed around food, movement, um, mindset and lifestyle. So you just some beautiful tips on how spending time in nature is good for everything, you know, yeah. just those sorts of things. Um, we need that. What we, do. And you know, so, we don't always have time as a naturopath to do that. So we need those people to refer to as well. So it's awesome. It's awesome to have more people. Knowing yeah. That. Yeah. 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 Yes. Like you, you might be able to say to someone, oh, you need to go gluten free and then they can come and see a health coach and say, well, we'll show you how yeah. we'll go through your pantry with you and, and we'll clear it out and we'll take you for shopping and show you where to source this food. Cause yes. when you first start out, you have no idea. You've oh, been yeah. getting everything from coal. Woolies. Now you need to find some new suppliers. Yeah. So my clients told me um, that eating this way was hard, right? And let's be honest, Mel. Like it's okay chowing down on a salad every lunch, every lunchtime, or you know having heaps of veggies for dinner or breakfast. But some days you've got to, you know, you, like yourself, you're in clinical day, or I've got a day full of interviews. And I don't have time yeah. to chop it all up and chew it all down, you know? <laughs> so you just want something quick quick and on the go. And I was really missing, and um, my clients were as well, I was just really missing that convenience of a slice of toast yeah. and pizzas. I really miss pizzas, um, to be honest. Um, and cookies. My, my, I said to my husband, we're going paleo, and he said, we're not doing it without cookies. So I had to tweak our, <laughs> <laughs> had to tweak our family favorite recipe and paleo it, which you can with anything, like – and it tastes better than the original, yeah. you know, like yeah. imagine swapping out self-raising flour and margarine for almond meal and organic butter. Mm. Hello. It mm. tastes so much better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not, not hard. So, so basically what I did was I created a range of primal alternatives to the foods we love to make eating this way easier. Yes. And, and it would just help people stop feeling so overwhelmed. Um, you know, they might want to try some paleo bread, but all of the, you know, they wanted to make it themselves, but all of the ingredients are so expensive. You know, when you're thinking about almond meal, mm. coconut flour, yeah. hemp seeds, coconut oil, so expensive. And you're just using half a cup. It's going to cost you about $70 to like make it. You know, they're already doing so much change. They don't know if they're going to like the the bread when they make it, so they yeah. don't want to buy all the ingredients. Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a huge thing with um, a lot of clients changing over. Mm. It's just so it's so overwhelming. And, you know, you and I are really into this way of life, Mel, but for other people it's just a necessity that they need to make these changes and they've got their other passions. You know, mm. they've got their job, they've got their family. They don't necessarily have time to – learn all of this stuff and, you know, create food that people, their family are actually going to eat, you know? Mm. So, so I created this 
range. And um, to start with, our range was fruit toast and we had a pumpkin bread in the winter and a zucchini bread in the summer. And we had chocolate chip cookies, of course, because my husband made sure that was the case. <laughs> and I also had uh, pizza bases, which is great. And they, like, so the cookies and the pizza bases from the original range are the ones that just are a hit with all kids. Any dubious husband, no one knows that that's healthy stuff, you know, like, because <laughs> they just taste so good. Um, did you have a cookie at the... At the, at the um, wellness summit, Mel? Yeah, and I bought so much I had difficulty flying it all home again because I like <laughs> stocked up on – I got bread, I got cookies, I got everything. I was just so excited. <laughs> oh, yay! I love it. I love it. That's so cool. It's so cool. But, yeah, we put a, we put a cookie in um, all of the goodie bags for all of their wellness summit events yes. and uh, wellness base camps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, people I, just – Actually, had two of them. Yeah, I love. Yeah, yeah. And we went. We normally go raiding through the you know the bags of the people that didn't turn up. We normally go raiding through those at the end of the day, trying. Oh, I found a cookie. Oh yeah, you don't, <laughs> don't want to go the way. We scuff them. Yeah, absolutely. God, they're so young. They're so good. So, so I was um, baking from home. So I've got two kids, and um, I could you know they get on the school bus at half seven, so I'd be baking maybe four or five hours, and then um, I could put the washing on and um, do some yoga, have meditation, get dinner started and be here when the kids got back and my work was done and mm. I was dropping off to health food shops, local cafes, gourmet pizza shops, um, independent grocers, you know, that have got some yep. cool yeah. items in there. Yeah. Um, and then and then later in the week I was uh, doing a after-school market at a Steiner School Um so niche, you know, there's less than 100 mm. people would come to that market, but I'd sell over $500 worth of products because it's exactly what these people wanted to buy, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and it, things were going really good and my health was improving and I started to do some personal development work with um, a coach who's now one of my best friends called Nitli Sayavi. And she asked me all of these really annoying questions now that I'd never, <laughs> never had, no one's had asked me this before, I never would have valued the time to spend on such indulgent self-worth. Can you, you know, say her stuff. name again for us, Helen? It's Mitley Southey. It's a really funny name, yeah. um, but it's M-I-T-L-E and then Southey, S-South and then E-Y. Okay, yeah. She's Mitley. pretty cool, pretty cool woman. And, yes, she started asking me all these annoying questions like, what are your values? And um, if you could go through each day um, feeling how you wanted to feel, what would that look like? And if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do? And what's holding you back? And so I did all these annoying questions. I was like, oh, what's the point of they this? Who's annoying. got time for this? And I know. What's that? They even sound annoying. I'm thinking at the moment, and I'm like, I don't even know how to start answering those. Yeah, it was. I really struggled. I had a lot of resistance, mm. but I did it because I'm kind of good. At, you know, like if somebody says to me, you need to do this, I'll do it. <laughs> and don't disappoint. Don't let anyone down. So, so I did it. And then um, that was at the weekend. And then on the Tuesday morning, I was just sat at the, the kitchen table where I live, basically. And um, <laughs> and just in one of those, like, um, really moment, moments of presence, like in between one thought and the next one, this idea just dropped in. And it was like, you need to franchise this business so mm. that other women who have experienced a health transformation like this can have a vehicle to help other people in their community. And, you know, if we could get these breads out to more people, 
Yes. More people are going to find this lifestyle easy, less overwhelming. They, you're going to free up their time so they can spend it doing what they love, whether it's their work or their family. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I, this is what I have to do. And I really believe that if I hadn't taken on this divine assignment, if you like, then somebody else would be doing Primal Alternative. Like, it's, I'm not, it's not my idea and I'm just blessed that the idea chose me and I just literally fumbled my way through the dark into the, you know, myriad of the franchise industry that I'd never had anything to do with before and created this amazing business model that has got such a low entry point, like it's five grand for a franchise. And I'm so proud and open to say that because this is it's not a massively scalable business. I mean, women can only bake so many loaves of bread, yeah. you know, yeah. from their domestic kitchen. Um, but it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful home business for women who want to give back to their community or if they've got young kids that are at school and they're sick of trying to find a job that fits around school hours, has 10 weeks holiday, and they've got to do all the other things in the house as well, you know. And it's also really good for retirees or women on their way to retirement who are looking for a little kind of side hustle mm. with the community aspect um, that's going to, you know, carry them through into their retirement as well. So it's just been phenomenal. I I launched the franchise on Boxing Day 2016 and to date 93 women have joined wow. me and shared this vision. That's great, Helen. Like, Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. It's amazing. It's an, it? And they're yeah. amazing. And I always had this vision <laughs> and I wanted to create like a like a sisterhood, a community of yeah. you know, local bakers. And th- none of this would have been possible pre-Facebook era, you know, mm. but – Essentially, what we've done is we've we've created this sisterhood. It really is a sisterhood, very collaborative. Everyone helps each other out. There's no it's non no competition. Everyone charges the same price, um, and we've created like a kind of yesteryear cottage industry, mm-hmm. you know, home business. But we've got all the things like we've got, um, you know, lab testing, and we've got food safety program and we've got an mm. online shop and we've got a website and we've got fancy photos and <laughs> all of the things that you couldn't have if you were just a sole trader, you know, you just wouldn't be able to. Yeah. So it's kind of like a co-op in that sense, you know, like we, you know what I mean? Um, mm. But it's mm. a franchise and yeah, it's amazing. And like I said before, we've got a primalista in America. We've uh, got a new primalista in New Zealand. So if Ooh. there's any Kiwi listeners, Primal Alternatives coming. I should know and, this. Um, but any in Newcastle, Helen? Yes, we do. We've got Prime Minister Sally in Newcastle um, and she's setting up. So um, all the Prime Ministers have to have their council um, come and approve yep. their kitchen yep. so that, you know, they can put mm. the public from their kitchen. Mm-hmm. So she's in the process of that and, okay. and they need to sort out insurance as well. So when Prime Ministers join, there's, you know, usually a, a period of like four to eight weeks where mm-hmm. they've got to get the – cancel application and that kind of thing Um, but yes because Newcastle oh my goodness it's like it's like the food mecca of New Uh. South Wales (laughs) we need about 300 mm. listers in mm. Newcastle. Oh, yeah. You know, like we've got over, like hun- uh, well over 100 practicing naturopaths. So um, you need, wow. yeah, you need some more. We need some, we need some bread. Yeah, we, we need some cookies. <laughs> awesome. Well, when you think about, when you think about all the farmers markets around you and like you say, all the naturopaths, health mm. food shops, IGAs, yep. cafes. Yep. 
coffee shops potentials just health coffee shop imagine going to a coffee shop and just being able to get instead of like a big wedge of like Ooh. cheesecake you know raw vegan cheesecake that you eat a slab and you can't eat for three days because mm. you didn't need that much <laughs> but just getting a lovely coffee and just one cookie mm. just to go with it like yeah. it's just it's just heaven so the range has expanded since those five products that I used to do. Um, and the reason that I expanded it was because of the low-carb keto movement just mm-hmm. kind of came in and overtook the paleo movement and people were wanting low-carb products. So I sw- switched out the um, starch from the zucchini and the paleo bread and added some seeds in, so like literally just a very small tweak mm. and came up with the fat and seedy bread, which has just got my favorite less than a gram of carbs. Yeah, less than a gram. So it was our bestseller um, until it got very quickly overtaken with another product that we've just released called the Nun Hemp Bread Ooh. that we're producing with no other than Pete Evans mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's donated his gorgeous face to go on our bread. Beautiful. And he donates all of his royalties to Hope for Health, which oh. is incredible. Yeah, lovely. I haven't so tried that one. I'll get it, it from Sally. Yeah, that's I'll, I'll get you some scent across. It's, yeah. it's delicious. Like, yeah, and because I find because it's got no nuts in it, for me it's just a really light bread to digest. Mm-hmm. Like there's no... You know, sometimes the, the the nuts can be quite heavy for yeah, some people. especially so. if, like, you know, when I do food intolerance testing, nuts are some of the most common stuff that comes up. You know, you think gluten, you think dairy, mm. I get yeast, I get a lot of egg, um, people overdoing eggs or maybe their gut's not quite coping with it. But nuts come up. Nuts are difficult to digest for a lot of people. Um, so your gut needs to be mm. in pretty prime condition um, to get them down. And then the load of nuts also matters. Yes, yeah. and it's very easy to overdo nuts yes. when yeah. you eat this way. You know, if you've got nuts in your bread, nuts for a snack, nut, nuts you know, nut milk, you know, yeah. suddenly <laughs> you're just you. And it's the same with eggs. So um, we've got two dairy-free, egg-free breads. So the fruit toast right. is vegan, and also um, I was really getting asked for an egg-free bread, so I just tweaked the fruit toast and created a turmeric and hemp seed bread, Lovely. and that oh. It's delicious. Yeah. It's got a lot of garlic in it as well. Yum. It's really yummy. It's like super that one. savory. And, cool. Yeah. And then um, quirky cooking. Yes. I loved what we were doing and um, wanted to promote Primal Alternative to their crowd, you know, because <clears throat> they're very community-centric, mm-hmm. cooking with their thermomix, grain-free products. So it's really um, very aligned. And um, they loved what we were doing so much. They asked if we wanted to do their grain-free pastries because that people really miss pastry, but mm. nobody can be bothered to make the pastry. <laughs> That's what I flew home. So I'm trying to keep it cold. I'm flying, you know, trying to keep it cold, flying home. Yeah, it was difficult, but we got there. <laughs> But you know what? Actually, that pastry, even though this is not how we want customers to treat it, but it's pretty robust. Mm. Like I took some back from the um, summit in Melbourne and like, you know, defrosted it, refroze it, defrosted it, refroze it, you know, back (laughs) through from Perth, back down to Albany and ate it. And I've had some in the freezer for like six months and thought, oh, it's probably going to be crumbly and horrible and it's been fine. So it's actually really really robust and the grain-free pastry we've got a sweet potato one as well and they're both mm. vegan 
cool. as well. There's no eggs in those ones as well, which That's is really awesome. cool. And then um, then we've got a new addition to the cookie range. So we've got a triple chop keto cookie, mm. which has got 1.8 gram of carbs. And it's a really nice bitter taste. So a lot of people who are into keto have a really adapted palate. They yeah. don't want something sweet. that's sickly sweet, yeah, blood yeah. stevia or erythritol, you know. Yeah. So, um, so that's pretty bitter and delicious, really hits the spot. And then we've just brought out um, Joan Fuad's um, macadamia and currant shortbread. So we've got oh, three cookies in the range yeah, now. beautiful. There you go. And the pastry mm. and the shortbread are in their most recent book, yeah, Life-Changing Food? Yes. Yeah, cool. yeah, you can make them yourself, absolutely, those ones. Or if you can't be bothered, we can make them for you. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I buy them off you. It's easy, Look, I buy them. Like <laughs> I used to make everything and, and people laugh and they say, I can't believe you buy your pro- products, but yeah. why wouldn't I? You know, it's like I know what's in them. I know they've been homemade with love mm. by a primalista. It's either Marisha down the road in Albany or Peter in the Prongrups or Tanya in Albany as well. Like, so yeah. I've got three primalistas near me and um, they bake for me and they drop it off where I can pick it up easily. And yeah. so usually – Every week we've got a batch of cookies, obviously, because my husband still loves the cookies five cookies. years later. Um, we always get a stash of pizzas for in the freezer for Friday night is Better Homes and Gardens and Pizza Night in Beautiful. the Marshall household. And then just whatever bread we've run out of, like a no-nut hemp bread, we've always got one of those on the go. Fruit toast, that's one of my go-to breakfasts. Um, my daughter loves the pumpkin bread with peanut butter on. Lovely. So we've always got... Yeah, we've always got bread on rotation as well. So and they're, they're amazing products. And I just love that somebody's – I would make them, but I love that somebody's made them for me because yeah. now <laughs> my life's too busy. I'm running an international franchise. I don't have time to spend that time yeah. in the kitchen anymore. Yeah. So it just makes my life so much easier that it's done for me, thank goodness. And so I'll put it. I'll put where people can find you and contact you and and find out more in the show notes. But um, just so everyone knows, you also have the Primal Alternative podcast, and that's real people, real stories, real food, and that's great for anyone who's uh, maybe at the start of their journey. I mean, but also just interested. But you're really talking about. Um, you know, reclaiming reclaiming their health and how people are not alone. And sometimes just listening into that podcast is going to help immensely in the journey to, um, well, at least get through that first week of detox, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. And also, and then, and then, then, and beyond, and just realizing that it doesn't need to be this black or white dogma. You know, like we yeah. you just touched on briefly before. Oh, paleo people are acorns. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. just throw the whole thing out the window. Like, <laughs> who gives a shit? Like, yeah. sorry. Like, the reality is, yeah. you need to find out what works for you. And Absolutely. Largely, you know, it's going to be from something that the earth has already cleverly provided for mm. us, something in the form of plant food yeah. or something, an animal from the land or the sea and find out your, you know, what, what works for you. You Which, might be someone who's better suited to eating more fish. You might not do that well with so much red meat. You might not want to eat meat at all. Yeah. But the, the, the essence of this is, is, is honoring yourself and, mm-hmm. and finding out what works for you. And then if you want to go and have a piece of cheesecake once in a while, then good for you. Like, don't think that you failed, you know, and just yeah. all this, oh, just all this dogma and the paleo yeah. police and, oh, yeah. that's not paleo. <laughs> go do oh, it. They, the thing with the they cheesecake do is one. Yeah. enjoy it, enjoy <laughs> it. If you're going to exactly. have the piece of cheesecake, love life's, it. Life's, for, life's all about fun and experience yeah. and food is delicious and it can be an incredible experience every day. Like if you just stop being so stressed out about yeah. it all, you know. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Helen. 
My pleasure. Thanks for having me. If you like what we do here at The Naked Naturopath, then be sure to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To learn more about Mel and MG Herbs, jump onto mgherbs.com, follow us on Facebook at MG Herbs Australia and Instagram at MG Herbs Official. Please keep in mind that all advice and opinions on The Naked Naturopath are not individualized. To get the right advice for you, be sure to make a booking with Mel or your health professional. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.